0: You yourselves know plainly I told you that I am not the Messiah. I am here to prepare the way for Him. That is all. He tells what He has seen and heard, but how few believe what He tells them. Those who believe Him discover that God is true for he is sent by God he he speaks God's words for God's spirit is upon him without measure or limit can we celebrate the king of kings come on the lamb of God he's worthy he's so worthy What a worthy, mighty God we serve today. These words we've just read were spoken by John the Baptist, spoken to his followers or his disciples, pointing them to Jesus, the Lamb of God, how we love Him today, how we love Him today. John the Baptist was chosen by God from before birth to have a special ministry, specifically to fulfill the prophecies in the Old Testament that a forerunner would go before the Christ to prepare the way of the Lord. All of history has been moving steadily towards this very moment. The coming of Christ, the coming of the Messiah into the world. After the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the children of God have been awaiting a Savior, a Deliverer. The prophets and the kings of Israel foretold this very moment. They foretold the advent. And down through history, the chosen people of God cried out for His coming. Through the 400 plus years of hardships in Egypt, they were crying out for their deliverer. Through the 300 years of being oppressed by the Assyrians, by the Greeks, They were crying out to God over 70 years of captivity in Babylon. They're calling out to God and crying out to God for His coming. And indeed, God's anointed one would come and free man from the bonds of slavery that had held him captive, not only to the Jew, but also to the Gentile. And it would be of utmost importance. It would be of the highest divine order that the Messiah be clearly made known to a waiting world. So as Christ's forerunner, John the Baptist, he has one task. It's a very important task. It's a divinely initiated task and that is to point the people to Jesus. To point the people to Jesus. That's his one task. Yet when you really stop to consider it, by all accounts, (laughs) John's ministry should have been a huge failure. When you really look at it carefully, His ministry shouldn't have been so successful. This was not at all the type of individual that those who were waiting to be introduced to the king, to the Messiah, this individual, they would not find a very appealing. He preached... Hellfire, first of all. (laughs) He was uncouth. He wore bizarre attire. There are many reasons why, if you look at it, just by all accounts, (laughs) people would struggle. This is not what they were expecting. He was a wilderness dweller, a locust eater. And perhaps worst of all, I think probably worst of all, John the Baptist insulted and he deeply offended the religious elite. When they came out to hear him preach, he offended them to no end. We read in Matthew chapter 3, verse 7, that when John realized that a lot of Pharisees and Sadducees were showing up for a baptismal experience because it was becoming the popular thing to do, he exploded. Brood of snakes. What do you think you're doing slithering down here to the river? Do you think a little water on your snake skins is going to make any difference? It's your life that must change, not your skin. And don't think that you can pull rank by claiming Abraham as father. Being a descendant of Abraham is neither here nor there. Descendants of Abraham are a dime a dozen. Watch out. What counts is your life. Is it green and blossoming? Because if it's deadwood. It goes on the fire. Oh, my word. <laughs> John, the Baptist. If we were to evaluate his ministry today, my, my, my goodness. I wonder how, what kind of YouTube following he would have. If we were to evaluate his ministry today, many would say that John should have read some books on church growth. Or someone really should have come alongside John and taught him how to win friends and influence people. Or at least coached him on how to better attract people, you know, kind of dress up a little bit. And, 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 And John learned to preach to their felt needs. Despite all this, Matthew chapter 3, verse 5 says, People poured out of Jerusalem, Judea, and the Jordanian countryside to hear and to see him in action. Come on, can we appreciate John the Baptist for just a moment? What an amazing, amazing individual. Most importantly, John doesn't allow himself to get bogged down in building his own kingdom nor in any way does he seek to stay the center of attention. He never deviated from his purpose. He strictly kept to the course on which he was divinely placed, even telling his own disciples. In verse 33, those who believe him discover that God is true. Those who believe him, it's all about Jesus. They make a discovery. Thank God that John stayed the course. And John continued, even to his death, to stay the course, as we're about to see. Today I want to conclude the series we began a few weeks ago, Discoveries to Stay the Course. Discoveries to Stay the Course. May God grant us this Understanding in this hour, because we're desperately in need of individuals staying the course. Who have begun well, may we continue until the day of the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at some of the final days of John, and we're going to uncover an incredible truth I believe it's so vital to stay the course. And I I want to just I want to just let you know right up front, today I'm gonna preach. Today we're gonna make it plain. Amen. And I, I just want your hearts open because you can't look at such an individual and just keep things ordinary. You can't look at such an, an incredible man like this, so unique, and just have a nice little sermonette. I want to begin by saying things around you may be quite difficult and they may be quite challenging right now. But believe me, they are certainly not as bad as things were about to get for John. Mark chapter 6, verse 17, Herod himself gave orders to arrest John and to chain him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias held a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing he was a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard him, he would be very perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. The message translation says, when Herod heard him, he would be very perplexed But the message says, but there was something in John that would not let Herod go. I think that's how it says it. Let me just double check that. Maybe somebody can double check it for me. It's something along that line. But... um, In, Ma- in Mark chapter sixteen, uh, somebody look up Mark six verse uh, twenty from the message because it's it's really it's really powerful. And while you're doing that, I want to I want to compile the following words from these four passages. I want you to look at the word arrest. Something in John kept pulling Herod back. Something in John kept pulling Herod back. Thank you. God give us such men and women with the spirit of John the Baptist. There's great keys and secrets to his life, great discoveries to be made. We've been... Looking at a few of them on staying the course. The highest authority, Herod was actually not a king, he was a Techarch. And he was basically in charge of one fourth of Romans of Rome's territories. And yet he was a very incredibly powerful individual but there was something about John that was more powerful. And in these four verses we read together, I compiled the following words, and I want you to take a look at them. Arrest, chain, prison, grudge, kill, perplexed. Arrest, chain, prison, grudge, kill, perplexed. These are not very popular words. These are not words that are really that popular to use when you're talking about a ministry, a servant of the Lord. But from these words, we're going to discover our third and final truth for staying the course. And here it is. To stay the course is to make this discovery number three. The way of faithfulness seldom gains popularity. The way to faithfulness Seldom gains popularity. It may sound simplistic. But you know what? A lot of believers have not made this discovery. Or if they did, they've abandoned it. And that's why you don't see them around anymore. I want to talk a little bit today. I don't want to just talk. I want to minister uh, today on this area of faithfulness. Listen, calling out Herod Antipas was not the politically correct thing to do in John the Baptist's day. It did not elevate him to a place of popularity. Now, his popularity had reached an incredible place throughout the nation among the Jews. But... John the Baptist was willing to be faithful to the truth and his popularity didn't matter much to him. Even at the point where he's at his peak, it didn't matter much to him. In fact, the popularity of the truth was of much more importance to John. The popularity of the truth was of much more Importance. It was his mantra, proclaiming the truth, is what drove John the Baptist, even to the point of confronting the highest authority in the land over an adulterous and an incestuous relationship. When John stood to preach, he wasn't merely saying Jesus loves you, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Now come down here and get baptized because Jesus has a wonderful plan for your life. He didn't try to move into that kind of popular message. John was faithful to proclaim the truth and the truth involved the facts. In this case, the The facts concerning Herod's compromising relationship with Herodias. Now, it landed John in prison, and it eventually cost John his life. But here's our problem today, or at least this is one of our problems. We want to be faithful, but we want to be faithful on our terms. We want to be faithful. I truly believe we have a desire to be faithful, but on our terms. Let me explain. You see, church, we've become accustomed to a comfortable gospel. Primarily embracing the message that keeps us focused on our exhaling, our advancement, our Attaining, bless me, but don't mess with me. If we're really honest, many in our day are attracted to a non confronting, what a friend we have in Jesus, Messiah. It's what someone called a Jesus light message. Great taste, less demanding. <clears throat> Jesus is just interested in my happiness and nothing more. John the Baptist did not preach such a message. Jesus wants me to be financially comfortable at all times physically fit, mentally and emotionally stable. And he will never demand of me anything that would cause these basic goals to be missed. Hello? Come on, I'm preaching the popular message of today. The message that we see so many people flocking to. Arrest, imprisonment. Chains? Uh Uh-uh, come on. Perplexed? Why are you perplexed? Well, you need to move up higher, man. You need to come on up here and join us. Come on, just, just... Listen, Jesus wants you financially... Comfortable at all times. He will never demand anything of you that would cause you to miss that goal in your life. Come on, what a friend we have in Jesus. Messiah. If it's too costly, or if it will bring me into opposition with my friends... making me look strange like John the Baptist, camel hair? And it makes me look strange in front of them? No, thank you. I don't think so. Oh, God, may we make a discovery. Help us. Even even in our reading of God's Word, this very book, which is our hope, our life, which is what will keep us staying the course, which is what will cause us to endure and and stay true and will keep us in that place of faithfulness. Even in our reading of God's Word, we so often approach it with, what is God saying to me? For my gain, rather than what did God say to His people to keep them true and on course and walking faithfully. We approach the Scripture, this this powerful book, which is life unto us, health to all of our flesh, when we find it, when we dig into it, when we make discovery, but so often we approach it with, what is in it for me? What am I going to gain? I've only got 10 minutes. Come on, Holy Ghost. I need something for today. Give me huh? Instead of, oh, God, your people. Lord, when they entered into sin and when they entered into how, Lord, Show me, teach me, help me to understand how to walk this walk, how to live this life. Isn't it true that we so often flip through our Bibles looking for a word from the Lord, saying, Lord, what do you have to say to me today? So we flip over to Matthew 19, verse 21, which says, Go sell what you possess and give to the poor. Hmm, perhaps there is a different word from the Lord today. So we flip and we read. Numbers twenty four nineteen. destroy the survivals of the cities. No, Lord, I'm looking for something less militaristic. We flip and our eyes land on Luke chapter 9 verse 23, "Deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me." Hmm, die daily? Oh yeah, that's what Sheila needs to do. She's so much into herself. Or we flip and read, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Plans for your welfare. To give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. Ah, there it is. I like that. God has spoken to me today. Church, may none of this. May none of this be said of us. May our God raise up an army, a mighty army of faithful men and women. Come on, give him praise today and give him glory today. May our God raise up an army of faithful believers who, in the spirit of John the Baptist, will abide faithful, will stay the course, will hold true. Come on, not turning to the right or left, but pointing others to Jesus and not to themselves. Can you give Him another ovation of praise? Can we determine to be part of that people today? We need something real. We need something true. God, you're worthy of my full and complete obedience. Lord, you're worthy of my full and complete adherence. Lord Jesus, you're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Thank you for bearing with us. Thank you, Father, for by your Holy Spirit helping us to make discoveries. You say, Pastor, I, I really, I really need this word today. It's so much has been about me of late. So much has been about me of late my provision my advancement my excelling I need this word today I need to make this discovery today So much has been about my image and how I look in front of others. I see such a man, oh God, who his entire life, even in those moments when he was in prison and Had his moments where he was being challenged, yet he never denied. He never moved away. He stayed true even to his death. God, give us the spirit. Come on, you say, Pastor, I need that spirit. That spirit of John the Baptist today. That faithful heart. Lift your hands right now. Father, look upon your people. Look upon us as a church. We need you. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us, Father, for how we have allowed ourselves to be so caught up in this shallowness and casualness and this self-propagation, self-motivation. God, I pray Lord, that we will lay down the drive and that which drives us to be known, that which drives us, oh God, to put forth the the image, oh God, that will impress. Father, I pray that we will become truly your people, that whether we live, whether we die, we will proclaim Jesus as Lord, walking faithful before you. Let that spirit, oh God, that heart of this amazing man, let it just be so much a part of our lives and our living god as we open your word let that word have its effectual working in us god i pray for our insight class i pray for those who are under the teaching and the training oh god of your word I pray in the name of Jesus that God we will have mighty men and mighty women rising up as leaders as individuals first who are walking as believers and walking in the fullness of the truths that are being imparted that God you would raise up out of this congregation a mighty army a mighty army of faithful men and women who will not bow who will not bend In the face of adversity, in the face of all that transpires, oh God, because of our faith, we pray that we will walk the walk and we'll live it, Father, for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's have an incredible week, everybody. Let's go out and continue to pray, continue to stand for our nation, continue to believe God for the coming days that it will all go well. God bless you.